1: for you. Enjoy the show. The Datable Podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my co-host, Michael Vargas, a fellow dating coach with a clinical psychology background, my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. Hey, don't forget to check out our next event on September 30th. The theme is no pants, and we will again be doing a live stage performance of the old school TV show, The Dating Game. For more information and to get tickets, head on over to our Facebook page at Dateable Podcast and get $5 off with the code KISSME, all capital letters in one word. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches, Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. And Michael Vargas, my co-host, recently got into acro yoga. How did you get into acro yoga?
2: I wanted to be a part of a community uh, out in San Diego, and so I figured that would be one of the easiest things. And so many people in San Francisco were doing it, and uh, I heard that that's a great way to meet a lot of uh, different people, let's just say.
1: It sure is, and it's a it's a flexible people, flexible people, and it's a great it's a fast track way to um, really get to know people intimately.
2: Bing, 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 that and dancing.
1: <laughs> but you get to touch all their body parts, all of them. Right. <laughs> the pervert that <laughs> just said all of them. That's our guest today. Oh, he's I giving know, me that. the death stare. <laughs> I. <laughs> he's like, what? Did you just call me? a pervert? I can't
3: believe I'm nervous right now.
1: Why are you nervous?
3: I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, cause we're gonna talk about Orgy Dome.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. I guess we're talking about Orgy Dome. Yeah, whatever I'm that means.
3: Is I that,
2: don't even know what that is. I'm ready to learn.
1: Is that like a ride at Disneyland? Orgy Dome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it actually
1: should
3: be. I think that, aren't they building like a, like a, a Burning Man themed park in, in Las Vegas?
1: How high do you have to be to come up with that idea? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Okay, Chris, talk about Orgy Dome. I want to hear the story.
3: So Orgy Dome is a camp at Burning Man where they have an orgy. So I, I went to Orgy Dome and I learned a lot. And like just said like, but I feel like I, I feel like I need to share this because it was less about the sex and more about the what I learned.
2: Wait, wait, before you go into that, what was it that brought you to even try this in the first place?
3: Oh, because I was with an amazing girl who was, uh... Into this? Um, open to it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, did you guys participate?
3: Uh, we didn't do what you're thinking, but we participated. Like, we did everything that we were comfortable doing together.
1: Can you share? Um, so, so first, like,
3: let me, so let me set the context here. So, like, this is a camp that is, like, uh, that, um puts on like their gift to Burning Man is is an orgy dome and please forgive me if like anybody's listening who really knows what they're talking about and I say something wrong I just want to say like this was a a one-time experience for me and this is my partake on it right Um, okay so the first thing for orgy dome is it's a it's its (laughs) own camp and there's like three levels you're on the outside and you're in line to get in and when you get in there's I mean, like there's the first, the first step is you have to go in as, uh, as a male and female pair, right? Even if you're gay, right? So like if two girls want to get in, they can't. If two guys want to get in, they can't. You have to find another person that will vouch for you. It has, it has to has be. It has to be because that's the first way to get rid of any weirdos, right? Like if you can't find somebody of the opposite sex to vouch for you, it's like gets rid of 50%, probably 70% of humans, right? And I thought that was really freaking cool, right? Because it just gets rid of a whole group of people.
2: As opposed to like a, like 15 creepy guys just coming in at one.
3: Exactly, exactly, right? All 15 have to compete to find a girl that will come with them into the Orgy Dome, right? Which means they're not getting in. And when you get up to the front of the line, they're very adamant about like, grab your shoulders and you get up to the front of the line like do you know where you're going, right? And like you're you're buying into an experience. You're like, yeah, I'm going to orgy dome. What are you gonna do? I don't know, I'm gonna have sex. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You're on your way in, right? And like they're obviously checking to see if you are like if you know what you're doing. But what was really cool about that is then they give you a bracelet and you get into the next level. And in the next level there's basically a mingle area. And when you get in there, you get you have to go and find someone Uh, to get basically a deli ticket. Like you're at a deli line and they're like, number 25. Number
2: 702. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And they literally have like a freaking clock on the wall that's counting down like uh, number 27, like through 40, like whatever is coming in, right? And so then when you get in there, you have to find someone to take a class. And the class is very, very simple, but it's incredibly important. And this is probably the biggest thing that I learned that I took away from this. Is they teach you two things, and that's enthusiastic. Con- in, an enthusiastic yes is the only thing that matters in this world, right? And so mm-hmm. there's no like maybes or kind ofs or playful, like, oh, I kind of wanna do that or not. Mm-hmm. It's a like, hey, do you wanna have anal sex with me? Yes.
1: Like, yes, yes like, yeah. exclamation like, yeah, mark.
3: Like, yeah, like, yes, right? Like eye contact, like this is happening, right?
1: This sounds like improv,
3: right? Like, I, I've done one like low level improv class and I totally agree, it's very similar, right? And then, and then the other eye, thing mm-hmm. that they teach right after that and, the, and so you have to go to this like safety class with a person that asks, that hands out the next level which is a bracelet, that uh, uh, an armband that says that you've done been through the class. And it, it doesn't take very long, but we we were there, and I'm expecting so much more, and he, he just says, okay, so there's nothing but an enthusiastic yes, and then he kind of plays it out, and he goes to the, the couple next to us and said, um, what kind of play do you like? And the the girl this like tiny brunette and this really tall guy, the girl kind of like recoils a little bit and uh, you know like, like smiles sheepishly and says like, oh, I don't know. And then he's like, well, describe, like, tell me, like, what kind of play do you like? And what I thought was so amazing about that question in hindsight was that, like, the thing about play is, like, play is an incredible concept, right? It has, that that permeates all parts of life. There's, like, there's a start and an end to play, Mm. right? And, like, even if you look at animals, like, they're practicing life and, like, like they're practicing hunting or fighting or or learning about the environment around them. And the cool thing about play is like, whatever happens within the beginning and the end of a play session um, happened in that world, in that context, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to affect the rest of Mm. the play, right? Because you're buying into a game, right? You're buying into a scene. And what I thought was so cool about that is like, then they kind of left you to hang out in this place and you're waiting for your deli ticket number to be <laughs> called, right? And so, and then you realize like this, this first level is really like the chance to mingle and meet other numbers, other couples that have your number.
2: So one question I have is you go, you pick a number and when you pick that number, you already have people that you got that strong yes from? You're,
3: great question. Great question. So you're just given the number like when you come in like, and um, yeah. that that number is, is your ticket into the next level. But when they call it, like that range, but then what you have is the that's ba- you can leave at any time because you've now taken the class and you're in there. But what 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 you do is then you start trading numbers with people that are in there because if you are in there for an hour waiting and hanging out because it's a cool relaxing place and these obviously these are all people that are bought into the same experience and want to go in the next level with you or even if you just want to go in alone you can trade numbers to get in together right at the next level right so you can try to kind of like go back and forth right and so. Um, so there's this whole like system going on of people meeting each other. What was really cool was when I started to notice that like, like girls were able to come out of their shell because they saw other women being able to describe the kind of play that they liked, right? And, or what they wanted. And it created a free and open environment to kind of talk about things that maybe they wouldn't have been comfortable talking about before, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, because it's within the context of whatever's happening at that time right and no one's necessarily carrying that with them
2: out okay so you start co-mingling you start meeting these people you start trading numbers saying like hey euro 207 i want to join you guys you get your number called and then you take a class
3: no, you've already taken the class, so now now you just get naked and put your clothes in a bucket.
1: <laughs> Wait, really? You put it in a bucket? No,
3: like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, come on, it's Burning Man, we're not, like, I, this wasn't like the... Cl- I, <laughs> You're, like, naked uh, already. Watch this, I'm gonna find out after this, I was at, like, the Not Classy Orgy Dome, and there's, like, another one with air conditioning like or something. Suit
1: and tie. Yeah, no, like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs>
3: Black tie. <laughs> when your number gets called, um, you go to the next level, which is, like, an entrance where everybody is naked, and then you get into, like, the inner which is probably like the actual beginning of Orgy Dome and then there's really like three levels within that there's the like private area where you're not supposed to be watching people and it's kind of like now everyone's naked but you're sitting on sofas or you're behind curtains but it's kind of like you, you can't really see like what people are doing, right? So, so you're myself. just getting
2: comfortable with naked bodies at that point.
3: Exactly, yeah, exactly. And then, and then there's some curtains and there's another level, which is the see and be seen area. And what that is, is it's really like areas where people can be comfortable, whether it's beds or couches. And um, if the curtains are open or if they're, if they're looking for someone to join, um, you can uh, you're, you're allowed to watch in that level, but you're not allowed to tap them and ask them to join. And then the next level is uh, you're is you're allowed to join. It's like another room, and that is like if you're if you're there, you're they're expecting to be like asked to join. Uh, but again, you need to have enthusiastic consent, and you have to like touch someone's shoulder or touch their ankle if you can't reach their shoulder, <laughs> and uh, and they have to make eye contact and say yes, you can join us and. It just creates this, it's a social tool, right? Um, I thought it was really, really cool, even though we didn't have an orgy, right? Like we went to the third level, but did nobody joined us. I mean, frankly, the first time I was in there, it was hard for me to uh, focus with the noise going on. I mean, like there's a lot of noise. And, uh, and then the third level, the fourth level or the middle is just literally an orgy.
1: So you were, you guys were doing the deed and someone could have tapped you on your shoulder or ankle. They did, yeah. And someone did.
3: Yeah, and the first time I had to like, I had to like reset.
1: <laughs> but you have to say yes.
3: No. It's an enthusiastic yes. Everything else is a no. If you're, if you're on a bed and you're doing something and you don't respond, that's a no.
1: Oh.
3: And it's a chance to just say what you like, right? And, and without any judgment right? I mean, they, I literally was sitting in the main room with the girl that I was with at the time. A guy comes up and I think he's going to talk to her and he taps me <laughs> on the knee. He taps me on the knee and says, um, hi, um, what kind of play do you like? And I, I have no idea what kind of play I like. Cause I just, I like normal P like P and v. like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I just, I've never had to think about this before. I don't know. I just kind of done stuff. And uh, so I, um, I literally, I don't think I said anything. And he goes, oh, well, I'd like to be your coffee table. And would you let me be your coffee table? And I'm I'll, I'll like, I'm uh. What does, that uh, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? He literally—he just wanted to sit on his hands and knees and have somebody put his legs on his back.
1: Wait, what's his name? Because there's a there's I a don't guy. Know. This is an burning man. There is a guy in San Francisco who's famous for um, being furniture for people.
3: Oh God, there's a lot of people that like furniture.
2: Yeah. Chris, one of the things I want to know is—I'll just answer the
3: question. You know, I—he—he he did not end up being my coffee table.
2: Darn.
1: Just to clarify. Darn. He was realize. just couch instead
2: yeah I already had a coffee table earlier you said that you were going to go in with kind of particular guidelines or you had ideas of what you were going to do with this girl that you were with so what were those guidelines that you were going in with originally
3: oh wow great um I mean with the enthusiastic consent thing between other people I think if you're going to do this with somebody and they're important to you um is uh you have to have a level of communication. You have to have s- communication tools already intact because you can't make assumptions. When you open yourself up to this type of environment, if you rely on what you rely on in the normal, in the real world, mm-hmm. like there's just, if you make any assumption that that was okay with you, I mean, if anything, this definitely exemplified to me what, what women or maybe feminists talk about when they talk about withdrawing with, uh, with consent later. Like I never really understood that as a male, where in my mind it's like you've had sex, you could have said no. Right. Well, like that definitely now has meaning to me, right? Mm. Because you, if you're in an environment where everyone's already doing things, and like one thing is okay, um, but that's why enthusiastic consent is so amazing because anything but a yes is a no.
2: So so wait, I'm still waiting to hear, like, what was it that you were going in for? What was your guideline? My
3: guidelines were that we wouldn't, uh, we actually would not participate
2: in um,
3: a threesome or anything until the second time we went in and we would just, we would, we would check everything out and get a lay of the land. Uh, I think we went twice and both times were amazing. And then we kind of tested out the waters in San Francisco and uh, didn't go as, as well.
1: Was this someone you were dating or just an activity
3: partner? I'd say dating, would okay. probably be the, an activity partner. Yeah. Oh, well, look at that, look <laughs> at the activity partner. So yeah, see that's what, that's probably what I have now in, in San Francisco is activity partners.
0: So you said that it didn't translate in San Francisco. Do you think it was like something about being away and like the moment of Burning Man that made this like,
3: more of a unique. I, I, I do think it translates to certain environments. I mean, we actually came back and went to a couple of the different clubs here in the city, and I was really surprised to see that there's this entire community of people that are outside of what I have seen. Right. That I wouldn't even say it's underground. I'd say that it's just out in the open here, and it's really That's healthy. Right. I think it's very, very healthy, but I think. Um, But I think the one problem that you run that I ran into is I assumed because this seemed so healthy to me and so new that that meant the people that you're dealing with are just as healthy. But the problem is you're still dealing with other humans. So there's an ability to, like, make a mistake. Right. So So it wasn't necessarily the environment of Burning Man, but just the other humans. Well, for me, it was because that's where I was introduced to it and i definitely think burning man is the place i mean if i could have picked a place in my mind because the entire landscape and world you're in is different
2: from what i've learned about those type of of communities right the bdsm the orgy communities i gotta give them all credit because it's very much about communication like that's something that's so important to them like if you're for another example if you're getting whipped you want to make sure the person who's whipping you that you can 100% trust them because that allows you to go right. fully into the experience and and
3: that's that's what i mean by when you i almost feel like i went into that world saw it and then when you carry that to a bar in the marina yeah. and you sit in the corner and you or you're in the mission even and you're you're at a bar and you're watching guys hit on girls and groups of girls pretend to not want to be hit on like it almost is like is just this it it's I could I could literally cut through it with a knife that wanting to just go up and be and, and tell a girl hey like you want to be hit on tonight like you want mm-hmm. someone to go home with that you trust that's safe that's secure that is sure of themselves that knows what they want you just can't communicate it and hey guy you don't have to be a douchebag mm-hmm. right like you don't have to be this like. King of the pack and be more have more bravado than the other nine guys around to be seen, right?
1: But you, what what I'm hearing you say is it's as simple as tapping someone on the shoulder and be like, do you want to play?
2: I've actually done that here now. I know one of the things that I love doing um, when meeting women and, and looking to date someone is just fucking having fun and like finding like in improv there's a thing called finding the game and what that is is you and I are doing something like a pattern or something where we're both involved and we're both enjoying it and we both know what's going on. That's the like the game that we create and that's us having play and fun. And it's just so much more enjoyable for both people if we're just having play and having fun like that.
0: Right I get I totally get this in like a hookup sense a hundred percent but do you think that this direction if you're looking for more of a relationship would
2: translate at
0: all? I mean there's some playful. Ball-
2: yes. 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 I think those are the best. I think those are the relationships that are able to last the longest when they're still able to have fun and play and enjoy each other.
1: I am very careful about my words in the beginning. I don't want to come off too casual or too playful because I want to be taken seriously.
2: Yeah. And I, and that's what I was, I was also talking to, uh, when I said, hell yeah, I was talking about the idea of the idea of play and not just play sexually, but having (laughs) like play with the, with your souls, like, you and her or you and him or whatever can just have genuine fun and genuine play. Like for me, I don't even want to, I don't take a girl. um, I won't get serious with a girl if I can't have fun with her and play with her.
1: So uh, what I'm hearing, I'm going to do takeaways now. I think we should just be more playful with each other. I think removing that barrier of the fear of rejection at a bar or at an event, just go up and talk to someone in the most playful way Thinking back about, thinking back on when you're in the sandbox, you know, when um, you're kids and you just go up to a kid and you're like, let's play. Right. And if they say no, then Let you go on to the next good. kid. Enjoy. I would it refine is.
3: that, I, I would refine that just one level more. And I would say, um, try if you ever if if you have a chance, it's fun, it's exciting. If you validate someone that you want to be with and they're new. Heck, even if you've dated them for a long time, ask them what kind of play they like and see what they say. Um, I do think there's a line, though, between what I just described with play and being playful, because I think when you, it's a large gray area, but being playful, I think that word gives a connotation of being um, haphazard or uh, willy-nilly or like, having no boundaries. Whereas this play has a very defined start and finish what I described with Orgy Dome. Um, So I don't think there's any excuse for being a bad person, bad human, right? Mm -hmm. Like not being uh, being truthful or um, uh, being a a, a good person, right? Cheating on someone is still cheating. Right? You can't be like, oh, this is my play.
1: So basically, playful within the boundaries of what you communicate to your partner. Yeah. But it's still establishing those boundaries before you commence with play. Yeah. I'll I'll go up to a man bun hipster and be like, can I play with your hair?
2: (laughs) Oh, you will get many yeses.
1: (laughs) Play with your hair? I've asked a few guys if I could play with their hair and guys are very strange about their hair. They're like, don't touch. Well, Guys with man buns will not let me touch their buns. They will not and that's all I want to stick my finger in their buns. Why is that so hard? (laughs) Michael any takeaways from you?
2: Um, I don't I I kind of have a takeaway, but it's in a in a story Um, I just want to tell a quick story of one of the most playful times that ever happened. Uh, I was in florida I went to um uh, Gainesville improv festival and I saw these people running around and I went up to them I started playing with them and I met this one girl. She was really pretty She hands me her card and on her card, it says musician, um, artist, and adventurer. And I look at her, and I says, do you want to go on an adventure? And I just started saying hi to her. And she's like, yeah, let's go. So we start walking. We have no idea where the hell we're going because we're, we're at this improv festival. And we find like this like bat tower and stuff like that. And I'm we're talking. And I remember at one point, I look to the right and I see like a field and these lights that aren't on. I was like, I'm wondering, I say, I wonder if those turn on. Uh, if, if if they're censored and she's like, let's go check and she just runs off and she's running down the right side of, of the field. I'm running down the left side of the field and we meet in the middle and we just start making out.
3: Was this my ex-girlfriend?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So one of the takeaway is play can mean whatever level you're comfortable with. I think that's right. what I got from this. Right. Michael's story of play is definitely very different than what happened in the like orgy not But we, yes. were,
3: but we were, didn't have an orgy.
0: Well, I'm just right, dome, right. But I'm but saying it I can agree. be a fluid yeah.
1: structure. It is. it is absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, Chris, for telling yeah. us about Orgy Dome. Now I, I I've always wanted to go to Burning Man. I've never been, but now I have more reason to go. Yeah. Yeah, this is like I will. I, info. I how are are condoms provided? I just want to make sure.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. They're Everything everywhere. probably safer than your own home.
1: <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that there are no weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm down.
2: Don't forget to, that you can submit your stories. And remember that we can always keep you anonymous so that your name would not be going anywhere in the ears of our listeners. And we want to say thank you, Chris, for coming on to the show. We really appreciate it. That was an awesome story, man. Thank you so much. A
1: brave, brave man. <laughs> and last but not least,
2: stay stable. Stable. Your
1: action item for this week is to bring out your playful side a little bit. Channel your inner five-year-old and just see what kind of dynamic you can create with the people around you. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There's always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs Benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Dateable Podcast.